Hello, Miss Kapow. Hello, Brother Kapow. How are you? I'm fine. I miss you. I miss you, too. When are you coming home? As soon as the show is over. Oh, really? You're going you're gonna to not do the six-mile social distancing from the husband anymore? No. It's oh, coming to an end. <laughs> Fantastic. And well, today's date is May 3rd, 2020. Woo! Um... And we are going to continue in the book of Revelation. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. It's a short chapter, so. It is. But it's packed. Mm, it's about the throne room of God. And it's going to be really cool. But before I start, I just want to give Miss Kapow some kudos. Is that cool? Oh. Kudos. Sure. What she does is she works with, uh, what, two other women? Two other women. And what they do is they put together these little care packages for people in the church that uh, are um, staying at home and they don't feel good about going out and things like that. Some of them are very depressed and they've been depressed in the past. So what happens is Linda paints these rocks, these really cool rocks, and um, you get scriptures, right? Yeah, means- one of the gals, she um, has a sheet full of scriptures that have something to do with the message on the rock that I painted. And then you, how do you get the scriptures? You just, that just comes to you? And they just come to me. Okay. And then you get the picture out of your mind that comes to you. Yeah, I pray about it and then it just forms on the rock. I mean, you know, I paint it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. So what they do is they put this in a, uh, um, a she gives it to this one gal and then mm-hmm. she takes the rock and she takes like maybe cookies or some other thing, right? Right. And then there's the sheet of scriptures. Yeah. And then she distributes it. And she goes to people's doors. Mm-hmm. And uh, she distributes these. And it's kind of just kind of this little impromptu ministry. Yeah. I did. But anyway, so what happens <laughs> is Miss Capow does these really cool rocks and they're painted. And I hey. see them. And when I see them, I go, I want it because I really like it. So I've... Some of, the, <laughs> some of the rocks I just appropriate for myself. But I want to show you some of these. Um, let's see if I can get this up there. On the, oh, yeah, you can see that Can you one. see that really good? Isn't that cool? In Christ is all the treasure of wisdom and knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's just on a rock that, uh, that, that's her little logo, Linda Villanueva 2020. And that's just a rock that she, um, you know, she finds when we're walking. Just, it's mm-hmm. a Nevada rock. Here's, here's another little cool one I like. It says blessed. Yeah, blessed. See? Right? Okay. But here's the coup de grace. Here is my latest that I stole from the ministry. (laughs) (laughs) I just love it. Yeah, I stole it. The door. I am the door. That's right. And um, look at that. Isn't that something? So that's the door. That's um, stones, colored stones around the door. Beautiful. Beautiful. So anyway, if you guys want one of these, get a hold of Miss Kapow, <laughs> Linda at KapowRadioShow.com. I don't know what she would charge you for uh, shipping. Well, shipping and handling, you know, you got to ship at UPS or something. But outside of that, all right? All right. Ah. So anyway, I'm kind of proud of her. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. Okay, let's share the screen and let's go to, uh, let's go to the Bible in Revelation. Oni, oni, oni. Uh, you can see that screen there? Yes, I can. It's beautiful, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me uh, just check on my recording studio. There we go. Let's see. 
All right, Ms. Kapow, you will take it from here. Okay, I'm going to read Revelation 4, verse 1. It says, Then as I looked, and this is uh, John speaking, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. And the voice said, Come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the Spirit, and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian, and the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him, and twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder, and in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the seventh spirit of God, or sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back. The first of these living beings was like a lion, and the second was like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down and worship the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. Amen. That kind of uh, parlays from last week when we did the promises in Revelation and um, the the Church of Laodicea was to to um, the promise was the victorious will sit with me on my throne, mm-hmm. just as I was victorious and sat with my father on on his throne. So then it just kind of um, parlays right into um, the throne room of heaven, mm-hmm. worship in heaven. So let's look at some of this here. And uh, I'm using the JFB commentary a little bit on this because of the uh, great scriptural references here. Uh, but it says, here begins the revelation proper, the unveiling proper. And um, <clears throat> what you see here, the first... The fourth and fifth chapters set before us a heavenly scene uh, of the succeeding visions and God on his throne as the covenant God of his church, the revealer of them to his apostle through Jesus Christ. And this is the first scene here. It's um, you have an opening of the seals after this and the sounding of trumpets, which is the fourth to the 11th chapters. And then this um, communication that's respecting those seven churches that we went over opened with a suitable vision of the Lord Jesus as head of the church. So the second part here opens with a vision that's suitable to the matter to be revealed. So the scene is changed from earth to heaven, Mm -hmm. right? So after this, 
In King James, it says, after this, after these things, marking the opening of the next vision in succession. Here's the transition from the things which are revelation. It says, write down what you have seen, both the things that are now happening and the things that will happen. And so when the, the letters to the church were the things that were happening at the time. And now we're going to be talking about the things that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. The existing state of the seven churches and the type of the church in general. In John's time, to the things which shall be hereafter. And this is the revelation, the time he wrote. And he looks and he sees a vision. And standing open is, is this door. Now, this is what's cool because you can go back into the Old Testament and see this. Uh, as a common theme, even in the New Testament, of this, I don't want to use the term portal, but this this door, this this open heaven's door. gate that's mm-hmm. open. Yeah, it's, it's cool. In Ezekiel 1.1. It says, um, on July 31st of the 13th year, or 30th year, while I was with the Judean exiles beside the Kibar River in Babylon, the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. So this is happening to Ezekiel. It also reminds me of Jacob. Yeah, yeah, and the ladder. Yeah, and the the angels angels descending up and down. Yeah, so there's really, there's times when when God has opened up the heavens to his uh, prophets. Mm -hmm. That's where they see visions and have dreams and such like that. Yeah, so it's really cool. It kind of... It really makes, you know, these modern day prophets that say they're prophets and they're saying all kinds of weird stuff, you know, so insignificant compared to the the real prophets of God and mm-hmm. people who really do have visions of God. In Matthew 3.16. It says, after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. So now that kind of makes, I mean, this it makes, it makes you look at this like, wow. It's not like just Christ came out of the water, then he looks up and he sees the, the spirit descending. He sees the heavens opened, mm-hmm. you know, just like John sees this. Um, and he sees standing open in heaven. It's, just, you know, it's an open door. Let's look at Acts uh, 7.56. And he told them, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing in the place of honor at God's right hand. And that's um, Stephen who was being stoned. And as he's dying and being murdered, he sees the same thing. He sees the heavens opened and he sees, he actually sees Christ standing in a place of honor at God's right hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty heavy stuff. How about Acts ten eleven? He saw the sky open and something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners. And that, of course, is Peter. Peter. So he sees something coming uh, from the sky He's also. He's having a vision. Yeah. And those visions, the heavens are open. And it discloses the visions to the people here on earth. Right. Mm-hmm. Here in chapter 4... You have, you have heaven, you have the temple of God. It, rem- it remains closed to those on earth. But John is transported in the vision through the open door. And he goes up to see what's going on up there. It's kind of cool. 
And then he can see things that are passing on the earth or in heaven, according as the scenes, you know, re- require. You know, you think about the door, that Jesus is the door. He's the door to the heavenly realm, you know, through uh, to get to the Father. Yes. To get eternal life. It's through this door that's Jesus Christ. That's cool. Because, yeah, he is the door. He is the door he's to the, only the way. Father. He's the only door. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is the only door. There's no other way uh, to the Father but through Jesus Christ. And that's the only way to the to the Father. Amen. Yeah. So he says, he, John says, I hear this voice, which he heard at first, and that's the one in Revelation 1.10. It was the Lord's day, and I was worshiping in the Spirit. Suddenly I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet blast. So then he says, you know, the, the, the voice says, come on up here. You know, let's uh, come up here. I got to show you some stuff. And um, <clears throat> so what he sees here is one sitting on the throne. Uh, this is really a magnificent high view of God mm-hmm. that we all must must have in order to, to truly honor the, the God that we worship mm-hmm. and who created us. And it's hard to put your head around all this stuff because we're just here in our little finite human brains. But you have the eternal father, right? Eternal father. He's the immutable one, right? He doesn't mutate. Doesn't change. Doesn't change. The coronavirus mutates. God doesn't mutate. There's no mutation with him. He's immutable. And that goes with that scripture in Hebrews that says... He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Does not change. So that's where you put your trust, your hope, your confidence in, because he's unchanging. Amen. He is the creator. In Revelation 4.11, we have... You are worthy, O Lord our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and they exist because you created what you pleased. And we can compare Revelation 4.8... Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all over with eyes, inside and out. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Mm-hmm. And in Revelation 1.4, And this letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. So all these have in common his eternalness, his in, his immutability, his unchanging. And you know, when I was growing in the Lord, mm-hmm. for some reason when it was like, which is, which was, and is to come, they were to me they were like segments. Mm. But they're not. God is eternal. That means he's in the past, he is in the present, and he's in the future, right now. Yeah, you know, and that's an amazing, uh, an amazing thought to think of that. Mm-hmm. That right now, Father is just as much at at the cross when Messiah was crucified as he is right now on Here. this date, May third, twenty twenty. In the Kapow Show. And the day of the Lord. And the day of the Lord to come. He's he's 
yesterday, today, and forever. It's it's amazing. So you talk about putting your hope and trust into a, a living God. It's so huge. Uh, it, it just makes you wonder, why would anybody serve these false gods? Mm-hmm. They're just made out of wood. Ele- electronics and wood and just junk or, mm-hmm. or another human, another man, mm-hmm. or worship yourself. It's, a, it's unbelievable when you, when you think about which is and was and is to come. So when we see the sun, the lamb is introduced in, in chapter 5, um, if yeah. you'll read that. But one of the 24 elders said to me, Stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the heir to David's throne, has won the victory. He is worthy to open the scroll and its seven seals. So this new song is sung and it it distinguishes God the Father who's sitting on the throne right now from the Lamb. Thou hast redeemed us to God. And in Revelation 4, 13, it says, unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the lamb. Mm-hmm. And we see that just like in Daniel 7, 13. As my vision continued that night, I saw someone like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the ancient one and was led into his presence. And so you see the son of man or one that looks like the son of man, which, which simply means he looks, he's a humanoid. He looks human. Brought before the Ancient of Days, and it's distinguished from the Ancient of Days. The Father, in essence, is invisible, but in Scripture at times is represented as assuming a, a visible form. And here you have you have the Godhead, you have the Father, you have the Son, and of course the Spirit is always there because God is one. He's it's just like uh, yesterday, today, and forever mm-hmm. is all one. They're not separate things. So is God the Father, God the Son, Son and, God and the, the Spirit. Spirit. They're one. They're not separate. Shema, O Israel, God is one. Mm-hmm. In verse 3, you have the one sitting on the throne was as, as brilliant as gemstones. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting is the glow of an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. And the he, rainbow represents a promise. Yes. The, the promise that he would never destroy the earth again with, with, a, with a flood. And uh, it is interesting how Satan and his followers and his worshipers have taken the rainbow mm. and used that for their agenda. Agenda. Uh, it's, it's always a mockery. It is. It's always a mockery. But, but someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Mm-hmm. And they will be accountable and be judged for every idle word that comes out of the mouth. Um, it's not going to be a pleasant day for many people. In Revelation 21, 11, we have... It shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. Some people even said it's like a diamond. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yep. It, uh, at first, it was a diamond. Ordinarily, the jasper is a stone of various wavy colors, probably somewhat like a, like a rainbow, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, sar, the sardine, not the fish, but the sardine are cornelian, or else a fiery red mm-hmm. is in there. The watery brightness represents God's holiness. So the fiery red is justice executing fiery wrath. 
The same union of white and watery brightness and fiery redness appears in Revelation 1.14. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like flames of fire. And in 10.1. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud and a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in Ezekiel. As I looked, I saw a great storm coming. From the north, driving before it a huge cloud that flashed with lightning and shone with brilliant light. There was fire inside the cloud, and in the middle of the fire glowed something like gleaming amber. And in 8-2. I saw a figure that appeared to be a man. From what appeared to be his waist down, he looked like a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like gleaming amber. Did you know that my mom almost named me Amber? You know, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Daniel uh, 7, 9 says, I watched as thrones were put in place, and the Ancient One sat down to judge. His clothing was as white as snow, his hair like the purest wool. He sat on a... Oops, sorry. That's that's all right. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire. So we have these visions all the time in the Old Testament of seeing the throne room. And um, the awesomeness of everything. And you can see the tie-in, you know, with the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Nothing's changed. No. It's the same. And that's the thing about the book of Revelation. It's so Old Testament. It's so Jewish, as it should be, because the first church was Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until uh, God called the Apostle Paul to preach to the Gentiles to be to be grafted in a wild branch grafted in not the root <laughs> grafted in right so yeah it should be jewish that's that's uh, that's the root that's where uh, it comes from and it's very old testament this commentary goes into uh, a lot of detail about the the rainbow mm-hmm. which was written 100 years ago before the gay pride people stole it that you know what that isn't even worth mentioning it really isn't it really isn't. But I think the point is, is that this rainbow was a covenant from God to man that he wouldn't destroy by uh, the flood again. So next time the earth will be dissolved by fire and that's being held up and reserved until that day. You can find out about that in 2 Peter 3.8. Because every right. time I do see a, uh, a rainbow in the sky, I always remember that promise. Yes. Yes. So then we have in verse 4, we have 24 thrones surrounded him. This is the immutable, eternal God. And we have 24 elders who sat on these thrones. Mm -hmm. They're all clothed in white. They have gold crowns on their heads. And so what we have here is, um, I think, yeah, I think the King James calls them beasts. But, yeah, you know, do. It, it does. Piece, you know, uh, four and 20 elders. Yeah. So this uh, old commentary translates this one upon the 24 thrones. There were 24 elders not mentioned before, whereas the 24 thrones were. So anyway, it's kind of getting crazy because we're talking about oldest manuscripts and stuff. But what's important here is at least this older commentary says they were not angels for they have white robes and crowns of victory. 
implying a conflict and endurance, thou hast redeemed us. So that's pretty interesting right there. Mm-hmm. 24 elders, and they were clothed in white and had gold crowns on their head, implying, yeah, conflict and endurance. Sure. Thou hast redeemed us. They represent the heads of the Old and New Testament churches, respectively, the 12 patriarchs. And in Revelation 7, 5 through 8, um, they have the the 12,000, you know, from yeah. each tribe. Mm-hmm. Not in their personal, but in their representative character. And then also the 12 apostles. And then you have Jesus telling those apostles that, you know, they're, they're going to sit with him and judge uh, the 12 tribes of Israel. And in Revelation 15, 3, we have... And they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. So what you have here is you have the song, you have a song of Moses and the song of a Lamb. Mm-hmm. And you have both churches, the Old Testament and the New, church, New Testament church, right? Like I said, we're grafted in, wild mm-hmm. branches grafted into uh, the the Israeli roots of Israel. The promises were to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, mm-hmm. right? And us Gentiles, by the grace of God, mm-hmm. were given that chance to be grafted in after many in Israel had rejected a Messiah. Yeah. And one of the reasons is to make Israel jealous so that they would come back to their God. Amen. Right? And there's always a remnant, right? There's That's always right. a remnant. Always. Always. So you have the Old New Testament churches mixed in here. You have elders. It's the ministry of both the Old and New Testament, uh, the Jewish and the Gentile churches. So you have the tabernacle is a pattern of a heavenly uh, antitype. It's a holy place, a figure of heaven itself. So the commentary here is saying Jehovah's throne is represented by the mercy seat in the holiest with the Shekinah cloud over it. And the seven lamps of fire before the throne that we read about in Revelation 4, 5 here. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. So... These seven lamps of fire before the throne are um, anti-typical to the seven-branch candlestick, also in the holiest, emblem of the manifold spirit of God. And that's the holy of holies. Holy of holies. So you can see that, how you can go back to the Old Testament. Understanding the Old Testament will help us understand this book of Revelation, uh, which I think sometimes we, we make the... The mistake of saying it's just prophecy, just prophecy, but there's so much more in here mm-hmm. and um, that, that corresponds. Not easy to understand, right? No. <laughs> At all. Uh, you have the sea of glass in Revelation 4, 6. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. And in the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. And so... This corresponds to the the molten sea that was before the sanctuary in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, and in the temple, wherein the priests washed themselves before entering 
on their holy service. And it's introduced here in connection with the redeemed priest unto God. Mm -hmm. And this... I I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them. And lastly, you've got the four living creatures, right, Mm -hmm. that we read about in uh, verses 6 and 7. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal, and in the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes front and back. That answer to the the type or the antitype of cherubim that's over the mercy seat. And so the 24 throned and crowned elders are typified by the 24 chiefs of the 24 courses of priests, which are called governors of the sanctuary and governors of God. Mm. Not like our stupid governors in the United (laughs) States that are brain dead. These are governors of the sanctuary and governors of God. We have here in 1 Chronicles 24, 5. All tasks were assigned to the various groups by means of sacred lots so that no preference would be shown. For there were many qualified officials serving God in the sanctuary from among the descendants of both Eleazar and Ethamar. And then 25, well, we can't go through 1 through 31, but 25... uh... I'll just read what's on the... Okay. Okay. David and the army commanders then appointed men from the families of Asaph, Heman, and Judithan to proclaim God's messages to the accompaniment of lyres, harps, and cymbals. And then there's a list of their names and their work. Yes. So I, I find this fascinating when you're, when you're looking at uh, the book of Revelation here that, you know, we have to go into the Old Testament typology and symbol, symbology to understand this. So it really does it a um, it does violence to the text to just take stuff like this and just throw it into the future, you know. Even later on, when we get more into the the book, and just um, start making stuff up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as uh, so this is going to happen and this is this and it's attack helicopters and you know. Whereas uh, we have to understand what where where the basis of this vision is coming from. So it's the throne room of heaven, which as heaven, God commanded Moses in the tabernacle to replicate, you know, the the Ark of the Covenant Mm -hmm. and the temple worship. And then David wanted to build the temple and those plans were given to David and Solomon completed these things. So there's a comparison here of the earthly to what it looks like in the heavenly, mm-hmm. right? Right. Really beautiful. Uh, we have. I, and that's why it was so important for Moses to do exactly what God had instructed him. Very good. Very good point. Very good point. He couldn't. Um, let's say instead of using gopher wood, I like this plywood. You know, <laughs> you just can't uh, can't do your own thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, it had to be exactly, exact measurements. Same thing with Noah, so who knows? Yeah, Maybe exactly. that whole that whole ark was a heavenly, you know, design. It is because it has three floors. Mm. 
and it has a door and it has a window. Ah. And the door is on the side, which is represents the um, the Lord Jesus side when he was um, uh, pierced with the sword or, or with the you know. Yeah, spirit. you're so smart. Not really. You're so smart. You've been studying in your cave, haven't you? <laughs> you have. So from the throne, and we, we kind of went over this, but from the throne came the flashes of lightning, rumbles of thunder. In front of the throne were seven torches, burning flames, sevenfold spirit of God. Voices and thunderings. Now, I like this because it says, compare this to the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. Mm. Let's look at that. Uh, Exodus 19, 16. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed, and a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast from a ram's horn, and all the people trembled. All the people trembled. Kind of like the day that Jesus died on the cross. Yes. Yeah, you're very, you're very much so. Mm-hmm. So the thunderings express God's threat against the ungodly. Here there are voices in the thunders. Revelation 10, 3 says, And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. Yeah. So let's go on the seven lamps of the seven spirits. Here we have the Holy Spirit. And I was telling you, you have the Father on the throne. You have the Lamb, the Son. And then you have the Holy Spirit. They're all, they're all one. They're not separate but here you have in, in heaven, you have the representative of all three, the triune God. Mm. So the seven lamps, seven spirits, the Holy Spirit in his sevenfold operation as the light and light giver. Mm. Revelation 5, 6. Then I saw a lamb that looked as if it had been slaughtered, but it was now standing between the throne and the four living beings and among the 24 elders. He had seven horns and seven eyes, which represent the sevenfold spirit of God that is sent out into every part of the earth. There you have. Remember, Jesus says um, the, the, the spirit, the comforter is going to come when I leave and he will judge the world uh, for sin. He'll also judge for righteousness. And uh, we got some stuff that's going to come down here, right? Revelation 21, 23 And the city has no need of sun or moon, for the glory of God illuminates the city, and the Lamb is its light. I like that. Yeah. I think I missed one four. I'm sorry. It's all right. This letter is from John to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you from the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come from the sevenfold spirit before his throne. And then Psalm um, 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. So you do have the Holy Spirit represented here. And I like that also, you know, because we have in Revelation 1-4, when we began this with the letters to the churches, that it's the sevenfold spirit from the one who is and who was and who is still to come. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all tied into there. And the Holy Spirit is the purifier of the godly, but consumer of the ungodly. I baptize with water those who repent of their sins and turn to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am, 
so much greater that I am not worthy even to be his slave and carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And that's John the Baptist speaking. Yeah. So this is the, uh, wow. You just got this, this heavenly scene of this throne room, this tabernacle that harkens back to Old Testament Judaism. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal. In the center were these four living beings and each covered with eyes front and back. Mm-hmm. And it goes on, it says, um, one was like a lion, one was like an ox, one had a human face, one was like an eagle in flight. And they each had six wings. Wings were covered all over with eyes inside and out. Day and night, day and night, they kept on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is still to come. Man, the unchangeableness, immutability of God is, um, man, really, really represented here. Yes. Over and over again. So this goes into the the crystal, the glass. Um, this is interesting. Compare Job thirty seven eighteen. He makes the skies reflect the heat like a bronze mirror. Can you do that? He makes the skies reflect the heat like a bronze mirror. Think of the firmament, the mm-hmm. dome. Think of that. It's interesting. The sky as a molten looking glass. Yeah, so it's the pure ether which separates God's throne from John and from all other things before it. It's purity. It's the majesty of God. The molten sea before his sanctuary, as we read in verse 4. And um, it stands solid, calm, and clear. In Psalm 36, 6, it says, Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the ocean depths, you care for people and animals alike, O Lord. And in Revelation 15, 2, I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue and the number representing his name. They were all holding, holding harps that God had given them. And it's interesting because this sea is now mixed with fire. Mm. And it's symbolized here that it's the uh, purification of baptism, of water, and the spirit of all who are made kings and priests unto God. So we find that in Revelation 2, that the baptism with the fire of trial is meant. Um, I saw before me what seemed to be a glass sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue, and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps, and God had given them. So it's the trial. It's it's the baptism by fire, really, mm-hmm. that, that you come out of. It's all the king, the king priest have to pass through this in coming to God. And his judgments, which overwhelm the ungodly, and they stand firmly upon those judgments as a solid sea of glass, Able like Christ to walk on the sea as though it were solid. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of cool. We got the beast here. uh, And it's different. The word is different. Therion. It's the symbol of the carnal man by opposition to man, to God, losing his true glory. 
as Lord under him of the lower creatures, degraded to the level of the beast. Uh, here it is, Zun, living creatures, not beast-like, um, you know, lower animals. And he goes on, he talks about the calf and the man and, and, and all these things, um, about the eyes and a lot of things. But let's get to the holy, holy, holy. This is beautiful. Whoops. What happened? What happened to the holy? Um, Trishagion. In Isaiah 6, 3, it says. And I bet you threes means three. I betcha. <laughs> Trishagion is three holies. Uh, if you'll read Isaiah 6, 3. They were calling out to each other, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Wow. So Isaiah also sees uh, the throne room. He sees God high and lifted up and his train mm -hmm. filling the whole throne room. It occurs also in Psalm 99.3. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Your name is holy. Verse 5. Exalt the Lord our God, bow, bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Nine. Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem, for the Lord our God is holy. And we are commanded to be holy, for he is holy. Amen. So it's time to be serious about the words of God. It's time to be serious about our, our faith and our Christian walk and, and what all that entails. Right? Mm -hmm. He's praised as holy on, number one, on account of his majesty. We find that in Revelation 4.1. Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. And the voice said, come up here, and I will show you what must happen after this. And he is praised as holy because of his justice. 24 thrones surrounded him and 24 elders sat on them they were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads and his mercy in front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass sparkling like crystal in the center and around the throne were four living beings each covered with eyes front and back so he's holy he's the one who was who always was who who always is and who is always to come mm -hmm. He's immutable, eternal. He will, in the highest degree, show himself in the consummation of all things. From him, through him, and to him are all things. It reminds me of Paul when he says, we move, we have our movement in him and through him. And right. There is nothing without him. He holds, he holds everything together. And I believe that thought is also in Colossians. Colossians. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 6 3 says they were calling out to each other holy 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 is the Lord of heaven's armies the whole earth is filled with his glory yes amen and the almighty answers to the Lord of hosts the Lord of hosts it answers to the Lord of angel armies and it's a long uh, commentary on this so we're going to we're going to kind of go past that. I know, because we we'll never get through it. 
And verse 9, whenever the living beings give glory and honor and thanks to the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever, then the 24 elders fall down and they worship Mm -hmm. the one sitting on the throne, the one who lives forever and ever. And they they lay their crowns down, you know, like the name of that band, Casting Crowns. Mm -hmm. It's a great name. You know, they're Casting Crowns. five crowns. Oh, five crowns. Yeah. In fact, I wrote them down. Really? Give them to me. I did. I did. Okay, the first one is the incorruptible crown, which is found in Second uh, Corinthians nine twenty five, and then uh, the crown of rejoicing, which is First Thessalonians two nineteen, and the crown of righteousness, which is Second Timothy four eight, um, the crown of uh, life, which is uh, James one twelve. And the crown of glory, which is First Peter 5, 4. Wow. Yes. So what would you do? Just look up all of the crowns and word apply to that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. So you have, you have the living beings giving glory and honor first, and then the 24-hour elders bow down and join into this thing. You're worthy, glory and honor and power. Uh, they fall down. They worship. They shall worship. They cast their crowns. Wow. They're not kingly diadems, but the crowns of conquerors. Mm. It's like you conquered these things. Yes. You know, you get the crowns, but then you take the crown and you give it to to God. Yeah. Like uh, Christ uh, is given all judgment. And when he takes the... The, the earth back and and he takes all the kingdoms back gives it to, his, to father. his father then he gives it to to the father yeah. that way you know what I what I love about that and I think it's in Hebrews but I'm not 100% sure my mind but when Christ gives the kingdoms over to God his father then you have that whole submission where it's God and um, the Lord Jesus the king Right? Yeah. And all of us. But everything is in order the way it was meant to be. Amen. Amen. So and we're then all it's all submitted unto God. Yes. Yes. Because he's the one that always was and now is and will always be. And that's what it means to be reconciled to God. Yes. We're reconciled through the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So I think it's a beautiful thing there where you have that throne room mm-hmm. and then it, how it, it goes back to the uh, Old Testament and you can see these uh, relationships between the Ark of the Covenant and the, the molten sea and the priesthood and the whole bit. I love what you did with the crowns. That's cool. Praise the Lord. That's cool. Before we go... Because I, you know, I don't do cheesy commercials anymore. Because I'm on Zoom, I want to give a cheesy commercial. Um, oh, I used to man. see unseen enemies. It's such a great book. Seriously, it's a good book. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And it's a easy. Hey, where's the camera? Here there we go. Woo. I see it. Easy to read. It's not very big. Um, and I love that cover. Big font for old people. I used to see unseen enemies. Uh, really, it's a uh, polemic against the modern day. Uh, church that uh, that has a lot of them have gone away from biblical Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christianity of uh, blasphemy, something also an excellent, very, very similar. Where um, 
it takes you back to the garden with the snake and uh, creating a false Christ and uh, to Cheez-its. be worshipped. A Cheez-Its. Here, I do not have demons in my marriage bed. It's somewhere in the libraries. I don't know where it's at. I couldn't find it. Ah, oh, it's under the bed. It's under the bed, as it should be. Demons in, in the marriage bed. In the um, Tupper, the little plastic oh, box that we have. Tupperware book box. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, those books are available at Fifth Hook. Media.com and um, Amazon and all that stuff and everything. All right. You can also get music from the Skeet Cafe. If you guys want to rock, seriously, if you want to rock, I don't know. I don't know what (laughs) to tell you. I thought you meant music rock. Well, yeah, I like like rock and blues. But if you like uh, a stone, hand painted by by the Linda there, by the Kapow. Look at this one. I just love this one. Look at that. I stole it from the uh, the prayer ministry, the the rock ministry. <laughs> I did. I gave it to him. I said, I said, I want this one. It's well, it's going to bless some other ladies that are lonely right now. So I, I don't care. I want the rock. <laughs> um, they can eat their cookies, okay? <laughs> they can, they can have a vial of tears. I'm keeping the rock. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, get a hold of uh, Linda at CapalRadioShow.com. Yeah, I'd be happy to. And, yeah, I don't know what the UPS would be to ship it, but. Uh, I don't think it's very much because yeah, I had shipped one to my niece. Okay. It was like yeah. five bucks or something. Yeah. And you could use it as a, as a weapon against the enemy too. So if the enemy tries to get you, you just take it and bap them in the head with it. That's right. The word of God, the yeah. sword of the spirit. Exactly. I think that's it, Ms. Capel. Do you have anything to add to the, the revelation? No. I added what I had here, the crowns. It was beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Uh, you know what crown is in Spanish, don't you? Corona. Corona. We don't talk about the corona. No. No. <laughs> corona de Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Miss Capel, we're going to uh, leave. Okay. And, uh, Ciao, babies. Good night. Recently, spiritual attacks on innocent people have increased considerably. This is partly due to society's transformation into a satanic cult. Most people are clueless or hopeless in combating this spiritual mayhem. We wish to offer two good books to overcome these attacks. First, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, offers one of the most effective training systems in combating spiritual darkness in order to gain personal freedom. Second, Eyes to See Unseen Enemies teaches how to see the hidden dangers which are all around us, even in places we would least expect them. Both books can be purchased on Amazon.com as a paperback or ebook. It is our desire that you will take advantage of these opportunities to increase your effectiveness in spiritual warfare and learn how to fight back instead of being a victim. We'll see you on the battlefield.